Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Philippine shares snapped a four-day losing streak, even as foreign funds reverted to selling out of the country. As Nikki de Guzman tells us, the local market is also seen to end the year on a high note. Philippine shares finally snapped four days of losses, swinging back to the 7,900 level. All sectors also ended in the green, with the mining and oil counter leading the charge. Foreign funds, however, revert to selling out of the country after swinging to a net inflow Monday, the first time in nine days. Sandy Gillis, consultant for the First Metro Security, says foreign buying may not be a trend just yet, but the Philippines remains an attractive buy. Don't worry about the finer details. Just allocate and spend the money, and that's going to drive the economy forward. It will have spillover effects to construction industries, property, and even the consumer industries. Gillis adds it's a good time to accumulate stocks as the PSEI may see a 12% growth next year for the next five years. If I was expecting this level of growth from the POGOs and the property companies, I would adjust my expectations 5% lower. But it would still be POGOs facing strong demand and therefore they will still be needing office space and residential space. So it would still drive the profits of our property companies. Regina Capital also maintains an optimistic outlook for the local bourse by year-end. GDP surprising on the upside, mm -hmm. so we're expecting that to pick up for the rest of the year, especially with the spike in interest spending uh, as the government catches up. Um, that will likely flow into the market and boost investor sentiment. Also, the um, easing infl inflation rates, uh, the easing inflation rate, which will likely be on track to hitting the lower range of the BSP target of two to four percent. In corporate stories, Semirara Mining and Oil Corporation appeals a 1.7 billion peso fine slapped by the Department of Energy. This is in connection to a coal shipment in May that failed to get accreditation from authorities. SEC shares are down by a percent. Nikki de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. The Philippines' balance of payments position posts a surplus of $163 million in October. This is a reversal from the $458 million deficit recorded in the same period last year. The first 10 months of 2019 also produced a BOP surplus of $5.73 billion, a turnaround from the $5.59 billion deficit last year. The central bank attributes October's surplus to income from investments abroad and the increase in the national government's net for foreign currency deposits. But it says government payments for forex obligations tempered these inflows. The Philippine government's expanded list of infrastructure flagship projects lacks clarity. That is according to Bob Herrera Lim, the managing director of global advisory firm Teneo, who says investors are left feeling uncertain about the planned execution of some projects under the Build, Build, Build program. He also casts doubts on the possibility the over 700 billion peso New Manila airport proposed by San Miguel Corporation could be completed before the end of President Duterte's term in 2020. 22. If you're asking me before 2022, there is no way that airport will be completed. Uh, it took the Thais about five to seven years from construction to, to complete Subarnapum. And I think it was a 10-year gestation period just to get it off the ground. So a realistic 
hope is that we get a new airport somewhere in the next decade. But again, it's still not clear for many investors about you know what really are the plans, how extensive are the plans, how is San Miguel's financing going to happen. Tight regulations of Philippine sugar imports widely seen to stay on longer, with economic managers lukewarm on proposals to liberalize the sector. While sugar planters remain shielded from cheap imports, it's a different story for rice farmers. Bruce Rodriguez tells us more. Philippine Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Ernesto Perna believes the government could opt to not liberalize sugar imports in the country if supply constraints can be addressed. While he didn't disagree with a plan to allow more imports of the commodity, he did say liberalizing the sector is not a priority for now. We'll probably do it slowly. Uh, we'll try other steps first. If they succeed, uh, there, may be, there may be no need for a full-scale liberalization. I think uh, no, the, the problem there is you know, too many handlers, I mean, too many middlemen involved in, in, the, in the process. Economic managers have been eyeing to allow more sugar imports into the Philippines amid a projected dearth in local supply, which has pushed costs higher for local food and beverage manufacturers. Despite Pernia's pronouncements, local sugar planter groups remain vigilant. They fear sharing the same fate of rice farmers, which according to a study have already lost 61 billion pesos or nearly $1.2 billion due to the surge in cheap rice imports following the approval of the rice tarification law. A group representing sugar farmers says instead of letting in more imports, government has other means to boost local supply. Tanggalin muna natin yung ating U.S. quota obligation. Ba bakit pa tayo mag-export -e ng asukal sa U.S. kung ang ating lokal nga ay kailangan pa ng dagdagan? Pangalawa, pag-aralan kung bakit nagiging mahal yung lokal na production. We should address this first. While sugar planters can heave a sigh of relief, there's still no respite in sight for rice farmers. Pernia, like many of his colleagues, is also adamant on not halting the free-flow importation of rice, even as local farmers continue to bear the brunt as the farm gate price of the grains plunge to record lows. Pernia warns more Filipinos may suffer if imports are stopped, as this may stoke the retail prices of the staple grain. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Central Bank opposes proposals to regulate fees imposed on automated teller machines or ATM transactions. The Central Bank's Managing Director for Financial Technology says it would be better to let market forces dictate the amount of transaction charges. It notes putting a cap in fees may result in consumers shouldering the cost of other expenses. The Central Bank adds standardizing the charges may become a problem if the country's inflation becomes unstable again. There are currently two bills in the lower house that push for the regulation of ATM fees. House Bill number 4019 seeks to eliminate charges on interbank and intrabank balance inquiries and to put a 5 peso cap for interbank transactions, while House Bill number 4850 proposes a standardized fee of not more than 10 pesos for interbank transactions.
And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.